3: Today, here on Cincy Business Talk with Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. We'll be talking to business leaders about how they have grown their businesses and people. We discuss new strategies, tactics, and philosophies contact Mike at Mike Roth at net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Now your host, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer, Mike Roth.
0: Thanks, Scott. This is Mike Roth. I'm here today with Steve Phillips. Steve, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Mike. It's always a pleasure when a guest shows up a few minutes early.
4: <laughs> for sure. I
0: harken back to show number one with my first guest, Don Kennedy, showed up about fifteen minutes late and I had to do fifteen minutes worth of ad lib. So if you listeners want to hear
4: You didn't have any you didn't have any trouble doing that, did you? No, it was no trouble. Yeah.
0: It was just <laughs> aggravating figuring out when he was going to arrive or if he was going to arrive. <laughs> so let me tell our listeners a little bit a little bit about you, Steve. Steve is the founder of Purple Trout, a digital marketing firm located in Newport, Kentucky. Steve is a former corporate trainer and worked for twelve years as a journalist in Indiana. What year did you actually start Purple Trout, Steve?
4: Uh, we started Purple Trout in 2005, so now we're in our eighth year of Purple Trout.
0: Okay, that's that's a lot of experience in this business. And Steve hails from Indianapolis, where you attended Ball State University.
4: Definitely, Cardinal Man.
0: Some of our guys
4: uh, have attended Ball State. I think uh, Phil uh, Wiseman. Okay. You know him? Uh, Yep. Yeah, no, Cardinal Man, but an Notre Dame fan. So maybe that was growing up in Indiana those things kind of happen.
0: Okay. Uh Steve has one daughter Holly who is a writer for the LSU website in Baton Rouge. Steve enjoys repairing and restoring antique uh
4: fountain pens. Fountain pens, Steve? Really? Yes, sir. Yep. Kind of got into that uh habit like you know a little hobby about 10 years ago. Uh, but I was buying new fountain pens, and then I started looking into the history of fountain pens, and now I buy pens that are broken and need repair, and I study them and and uh, look up the history of the pen and the pen company, and then I restore them back to where they can be used again. Uh, do you sell them or just keep them in a collection? So far I've been keeping them in a collection, but I'm starting to get to the point that they're starting to get although they're small. They're starting to take up some space.
0: <laughs> Roughly how many pens do you have?
4: I'm pretty close to around 200 fountain pens right now.
0: Oh, that's not too bad. Not too bad. It's more than one for every finger and toe. Right. Uh, <laughs> Steve's other hobbies are fishing, reading books, uh, music, and sarcasm.
4: A little bit of sarcasm. Kind of keep the office in, in uh, groaning and um, keep them in, in humor most of the day. Uh, so you one of these stand-up comedians that they have occasionally on uh, the Comedy Channel? The uh, stand-up comedian where everybody says, "Keep your day job." Keep that's the
0: day... <laughs> yeah. Uh, my administrator Carmen does some uh, stand-up comedy.
4: Yeah, that's yeah. And all in the office, I'll sometimes start singing a, a song from the '80s, and all the groans, and then they thank me because now the song is in their head for the rest of the day. So mm-hmm. always willing to help out.
0: We have a client uh, in in Columbus, a little unusual. He's uh, a rabbi, a stand-up comedian, (laughs) and for his day job, (laughs) he has a company that does uh, web videos. Okay. I'm probably going to introduce you to him. During the last eight or nine years that Steve has had Purple Trout, he and his staff focus on providing an honest and ethical digital marketing techniques for their customers to earn more sales leads traffic to their websites by applying search engine optimization, content marketing, and we'll talk more about what that means exactly, paid search, that's kind of like uh, pay-per-click uh, Google. Yes. yes, sir. And social media strategies. That's another one that probably our, our listeners will have to be enlightened on. Uh, his clients in, in the B2B world include manufacturing, medical, and the legal industries. Yes, the sir. service the legal industry, huh?
4: Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll just skim
0: over that very, Stim- uh, yeah, right. We can, we can talk about what they're doing. Why don't you tell us uh, in a little bit more detail what made you uh, stock Purple Trout and search engine optimization eight or nine years ago?
4: Sure, Mike. And this is a funny story because some of the business ideas that people come up with happen on accident. And that's exactly what happened with Purple Trout. It was a business that was created purely on accident. Uh, I used to have a software company Mm -hmm. that I uh, purchased a software company from a guy in Birmingham, Alabama, and I only paid $5,000 for this software company. And he told me that he got all of his business, based on traffic coming to his website from the internet. So when I took over the reins of this company, and at first it was just part-time, something that I was doing on the side, one of the very first things that I wanted to do was to get more traffic to my website. And as I started to have some success with some different techniques that I was applying to the site. What
0: kind of software were you selling?
4: uh, It was a software that removed spyware from your computer. So it would scan your computer and tell you what soft, uh, spyware you had, and then you could click a button and the, the software would remove the spyware from your machine. And we did weekly updates, so all of our subscribers would download the update, and updates came out every Monday morning, and here we go. So as I started having some success and getting more sales and ranking higher in some of the search engines, some of my friends and colleagues said, hey, that's pretty cool. Can you help us do that with our company's website? Mm -hmm. And and if so, how much do you charge? Well, I didn't know how much I was going to charge, but I could certainly help them. And then all of a sudden, the the light bulb went off. Hey, how many other businesses out there need this as a service? So here we go. We just took off with that. and, And as we started getting the word out, We started picking up local clients and having some early success, and it's like, wow, we're going to have to call this something, you know, Mm -hmm. other than Steve Phillips and Associates or whatever, so here we go. Fishing purple trout. Fishing purple (laughs) trout. Yeah, our little tagline that an ad agency did for us was, cast a wider internet. So, had a little play on that, and in our office, we have a bunch of fishing gear and glass fish and old fishing posters, and and we have some purple things, too. So
0: Purple things, too. Right. Uh, can you uh, tell us what the name of the original software company was? Is that still around?
4: Um, it's still around. I don't uh, have it anymore, but the software company was called SpyVest, mm-hmm. and so we had that just under a year's time because the spinoff took off so fast that it needed more attention than what uh, spyware removal software did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Before we continue
0: further, let me uh, remind everyone who's coming up after uh, Steve. Next week, we have Scott Simpson. No, He's on tomorrow's show. I'm sorry. He's on tomorrow's show from Professional Staffing Services, and we're going to talk about recruiting. And next week, we're going to have John Dwyer from Dwyer Commercial, and we're going to have Mike Kegley from uh, Bold Homes, and another home builder, John Huber Jr. from John Huber Homes, uh, Chris uh, Finney from uh, Finney Sagnaro Saba and Patterson. And then we're going to have Dave Dardy, the former CEO of Convergys, who's got a new company, which is a nonprofit called Education at Work. And he, we're going to be talking about how, in his business, he can employ college students as workers in Cincinnati-based call center and be competitive with call centers in third-world countries like uh, India or the Philippines. And, in fact, it's picked up uh, at least one rather major client uh, for that service. It's good for the students. I think it's good for America, to onshore call services. We're going to have Al Perlman on, uh, CPA. He's going to talk a little bit about taxes on the 15th of March and... On show number 100, we're going to have Thane Maynard from the Cincinnati Zoo. Let's hope he doesn't bring any snakes (laughs) or spiders that might escape. (laughs) Steve, your background as a a journalist, has that
4: come in handy in the search engine optimization business? Oh, definitely, because there's lots of writing involved. and, And I think because of my journalistic background, and, and almost all the, all through my career, whatever I've done is involved uh, writing and and good writing. And and now it's very important in, you know, with Google and the search engines that you, you know, get your point across and that you're specific on your topic. And so the writing part of it has been uh, beneficial. And I still think that sometimes when I'm cranking out a a blog post or an article that I'm on, you know, deadline. I have 10 minutes to do it, which Really, I have much more time than, you know, than that, but it's just that journalistic background that comes back from time to time and remind you, hey, this is what you like to do. Mm-hmm. How do you go to market? Well, we have, I'd say our primarily most important way that people find us is they are going to Google and they're searching for the types of services that we offer. Mm-hmm. So they're they're doing exactly what we want our clients' customers to do is to go to Google and other search engines and search for us. But because the things have changed in search engine optimization and all the rules over the last couple of years, there's, <laughs> as you know, there's all these other things now, you know, we do paid search. People find us that way. We do a ton of social media. Uh, we do two podcasts per month uh, that are, uh, listen to you know very well, and we're doing one free webinar a month and we're giving away a lot of information uh, almost all of our stuff that we put out there is non salesy we 're about informing uh potential clients we 're about educating and along the way we even entertain so that's one of the things that we really like about th- that there's no smoke and mirrors we're definitely Uh, you know, an open book, and we we tell it like it is because we want to help people. Mm -hmm.
0: So do you have any outside salespeople or salespeople that are dedicated on the phone? Uh,
4: Just myself. I'm solely dedicated in the sales, but our entire sales, our entire staff is doing sales. Mm -hmm. So they have different uh, roles that they have to play and different uh, hats that they wear, but um, everything is sales. We're all doing it. Why do you think? Because you do have competition in search engine optimization. Sure.
0: Uh, even here in Cincinnati. Sure. Why do you think people buy from your company as opposed to somebody else?
4: Well, I think experience is a is a factor, and I also think that we don't come in with uh, too much of a, a geek speak. We we speak, you know, with our clients, and we really want to educate them through the process. And a lot of times. We're educating them through the process in the sales part of our business because you, it's very difficult to sell what it is we do if the client doesn't understand it. So we'll have clients that will uh, potential clients that will call us, and they'll say, "Hey, you know, Steve, I I need to get more business on my website, and someone told me I need to optimize my website, and I really don't know what that is." So before we start, can you explain this to me? So we're educating, you know, prospects through the sales cycle. I'm speaking your language now, aren't I, Mike? Mm-hmm. So we're educating, we're educating our our prospects through the sales cycle, and then once they become a client, then there's a different level of education that, that's involved because we're wanting to let them know, you know, what we're doing and how we're doing it, and what's next, and what kind of results they can expect based on what it is that we've been doing.
0: Good. Steve, we're going to be back in a couple of minutes. We're going to take a short commercial break, and then we'll come back and talk some more about search engine optimization. Company owners and sales managers, are you tired of cutting your price to get the deal? Wouldn't you like to have a better way? Wouldn't you want to improve your margins? Call me, Mike Roth, at five one three six four six. Six five two three to see if there's a better way for you. Imagine you just left your prospect's office and he now has your proposal, quote, or estimate. What do you suppose he's going to do with that valuable information that you just gave him for free? Call you tomorrow with an order? Get real! He's shopping it around to the competition. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Roth & Associates. I'm the most experienced sales trainer in Cincinnati. I'm constantly amazed how salespeople operate. They believe a prospect asking for a proposal means the sale is as good as closed. Face it, trained prospects will turn you into an unpaid consultant. For over 20 years, we've been coaching, training, and challenging professionals who are 100% committed to long-term sales growth and profitability, no matter what it takes. If you're deadly serious about increasing sales, call me at 513-646-6523. Find out how Sandler Training can make you better, faster, and stronger. Or register now for our next open house, 513-646-6523. This is Mike Roth, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. This is Mike Roth with Sandler Training, finding power and reinforcement. Are you tired of prospects saying, I want to think it over? Are you tired of being an unpaid consultant? Call me at 513-646-6523. On the web at RothConsulting.net. Mike Roth, I'm back with Steve Phillips from Purple Trout. Let's talk. Content
4: marketing. Content marketing. So with content marketing, the whole idea is writing effective content on your website, writing blog posts, articles, white papers, and then other forms of content. But it's also doing content marketing off-site. So getting other bloggers and writers and reporters to write about you as well.
0: How valuable are, are, are these blog writings?
4: Uh, very valuable because it can drive uh, a whole new set of potential clients to your website. So one of the strategies that we use, and, I, and I'm opening up the vault here, but one of the strategies that we use for our clients, and we do this ourselves, is we offered a guest blog for other bloggers. So here's the beauty of it. Content is king. Google loves content. We write two or three blog posts a week for our own blog. So when Google comes to our site, they like our new content because we talk about what we do. So we go out and we find other websites that are interested in our industry. They could be other SEO websites, like we could be working with an SEO firm in Dallas and we're friendly competitors. Or we can be working with a small business coach in Phoenix and somebody that's wanting to know more information about SEO for a small business. So we will offer to write a guest blog for them. They get free content, which they desperately need, and what we get as a trade back is a link back to our website. So no money is exchanged. We give them 500-word blog, and they just put at the bottom, Steve Phillips is the president of Purple Trout LLC, www.purpletrout.com and the world is merry. Well, you'd have to do that for me. Hey, we, we'd love to, and we and we can have you do that for us because we have people guest blog for us as well.
0: That's an interesting problem. I know on my own website,
4: Sandler, under
0: mm-hmm. my agreement with them, I'm not allowed to write my own blog.
4: Oh, gotcha. Okay.
0: Okay. If I want to write one. I have to submit it to them, and they would put it on their corporate side. Okay, gotcha. I wonder what would happen if I wrote wrote yours, and you put it on your site. I'm not having
4: it on my site. It's an interesting uh, quid pro quo. Exactly. Yeah, and we have people guest blog on on our blog too, and we love it because sometimes you you hit that you hit that wall where you get a little writer block or. Maybe you want a guest blog to run while you're on vacation or over the holidays. Google's never on holiday. So if you don't have a guest blog coming in for the week of Thanksgiving or the, you know, in the, the Christmas, New Year, holiday season, if you don't have a, a blog post set up, that's a great time to have somebody guest blog for you. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of businesses, Steve, uh, have their own marketing guy or gal, write their SEO
4: Uh can businesses do this themselves and be effective? Yeah, definitely. They can. Um, and a lot of people a, a lot of people at a lot of businesses do this themselves. The only problem that a lot of businesses run into with SEO and paid search and social media is time. That's the only thing that's the only factor that's against you is just having enough time to do it correctly. It's not a one-and-done situation. You are continuously trying to improve and continuously trying to reach more prospects to find you through these different marketing channels online. Mm-hmm. So you've
0: been in this business for uh, eight or nine years. What do you think the outlook for the marketplace is for you in the market in general in terms of opportunities and possibilities?
4: Well, It keeps changing. That's for sure. And at times I will admit once you're humming along pretty good and and you think you've, you know, cracked all the nuts that there are to crack, Google throws a wrench in it and, and and here you go. Something happens or something new comes out. So I think what ends up happening, and we've talked to other SEO firms, we go to a lot of conferences and we talk to them about how are you doing all these services, you know, or you're going to hire, you know, x number of, you know, people to help you do these things, or are you just going to focus more on one? And, and how many how many people are you up to now at, at Purple Drive? We have five full time employees, we have three part time employees, and then we have two freelancers, so a good mix there, and and everybody's in the states, so it's not like we're sending any, uh, you know, work overseas or anything like that, so. We're all in our offices in Newport, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see any obstacles in the marketplace to growth? Well, I think the big obstacle that we come up against, uh, two things. One, anybody can hang a shingle out this afternoon and say they're an SEO firm. There is not any, uh, Google doesn't regulate uh, SEO firms. No one does. Um, The only thing that Google regulates... I
0: have a feeling it's the uh, Wild West.
4: It is. It it definitely is. And and a lot of times, um, not to crack on website designers or ad agencies, but a lot of times they will add this service to something that they're already good at doing just to have an extra line item on the invoice. Mm -hmm. And you'll see these websites uh, of website designers that will say, hey, we do 20 different things, and it's like... There is no way, pal. There is no way that you are designing websites and doing SEO with unless you have a staff of 50 people or more. Because SEO is all-consuming. The pay part of it takes a lot of time, and the social media part of it is every day, every day, every day. So a lot of people can add, say they do SEO and they add an extra shingle, and then there's nothing in the marketplace. Uh, right now that, you know, makes us certified. You know, we we can take a class by someone that's not authorized by Google. You know, we can go to take a night class. I can read a book. I, I took a click pay-per-click, uh, pay-per-click class online just to see what they had to offer. And they sent me a certificate in the mail and said, you're certified in pay-per-click. And it's like, well, not really. The only way you get certified in pay-per-click is Google does have a a Google pay-per-click certification that you can take, but you have to have two people at your firm be certified before you're a Google certified firm. So anything else that's out there, you can take any class and kind of say you're certified, but by that. So is
0: your firm certified by Google?
4: We need one more person to be uh, authorized on the pay-per-click side. And we have a person on staff right now that's going through the training. So we will be a a Google pay-per-click certified uh, AdWords Uh, firm.
0: Good. Uh, So, Steve, if someone wants to get a hold of you after the show to find out about how their page is doing or how they could maybe even do better than they
4: are doing, how do they do that? Sure, Mike. The best thing that they can do, and we offer a free SEO analysis for anyone, is you can go to our website at www.purpletrout.com. And you'll see the link there for a free SEO analysis. So we'll do that for you. We usually turn it around within 24 hours during the business week. Or if you would like to chat on the phone uh, during normal business hours, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, you can give me a call at 513-885-5000. Or at any time, you can send me an email. It's real easy: steve at purpletrout.com, just the color and the fish.com. And I'm an email hound, so I reply to everyone very fast, and if you're busy during the day and you want to talk at night, I'll talk at night. So I learn by even clients that are, you know, potential customers, I I learn by the questions they ask. I learn by the problems they have.
0: So, you know, take note, I should have you do that for Sandler.com, which is the corporate site, as they're changing agencies, and... Uh, our site here, RothConsulting. dot Com. Sure, be be glad to. Good. We're going to take a uh, short commercial break, and we'll, since we're in the uh, sales and marketing mode, we're going to listen to what Tom Manning and I were talking about in his 2013 sales and marketing program. This is Mike Roth with Tom Manning. We're talking about your marketing and sales boot camp that you're going to be running in. April and May. And the name of the program is? It's called Engage 2013. Engage 2013. And you're going to be running it in Columbus and in Cincinnati? Correct.
1: It's going to be Tuesday mornings for six weeks in Columbus and Wednesday mornings for six weeks in Cincinnati.
0: Okay. And if a company sends their CEO, the CEO comes and he's bringing a chief marketing officer, what would they be getting by attending your program?
1: Well, the first thing we try to do is we try to get the company to develop a story. Figure out what their key messages are, what the value proposition is, and come up with their company's story. From that, we can actually look at all your marketing materials to be sure they're telling the same story. All your marketing and sales materials. So, does your website match your brochures, match your email campaign, and all of your branding? Does it tell the same message? Okay. Does it really have to match? It really does, because what it does is it creates a consistency in the eyes of the end customer or the end user of your products and services. Are okay, you had, talking about user or prospect here? Well, it depends what your industry is. If you're B2C, it's going to be your customers, mm-hmm. and it's going to be what your customer sees with your company. Right. If you have different messages, you're actually causing customer confusion. If you're B2B, it's going to be you and the other businesses, and you're going to be trying to capture market share. And so are you consistent as to what your message is and how you define yourself in the marketplace?
0: Mm-hmm. And why should someone attend?
1: So what we'll do is we're going to, over the course of six weeks, we're going to help you um, define your your key messages and your company's story. And then from that, we're going to help you develop a marketing strategy and a sales strategy and perhaps a social media strategy that helps coordinate all of that.
0: So people will be consistent
1: at the end. Correct. We're going to actually look at everything from your logo and your corporate identity. Does it match that key messages? Your website, are the messages on your website consistent? Your brochure, your sales presentations, your PowerPoint presentations, your proposal system, your email campaign, your trade show. And naturally, your selling system. And of course, your selling system as well.
0: Tom, if someone is interested in finding out more, either speaking to you or speaking to you personally, how should they do that?
1: There's two ways. One, you could go to marketleaders.us. Um, that's the website for Engage 2013. You can learn all about the sessions there and the speakers and the time frame and, and uh, registration. Or you can call me directly if you have any questions that aren't answered there, and you can reach me at 614-622-1047.
0: Thanks, Tom. In future weeks, we'll be hearing more from Tom about the Engage Marketing and Sales 2013. Mike Roth, I'm back with Steve Phillips from Purple Trout. Uh, Steve, perhaps you can differentiate for our audience the difference between paid search, maybe people call that pay-per-click, and organic search.
4: Sure. So when you look at a search result page in Google, a business has a couple of opportunities to appear on that page Uh, when it's returned to a a potential searcher or someone who's looking for you. And at the top of the search results and down the right-hand side, you usually see an area that might be in a slightly different color. And Google has changed the color from time to time to be a light blue, a light pink, a light yellow, and they keep making it lighter and lighter. That's paid search. So a business will pay... Uh, uh, and they will bid to be in the 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 position. So, those ads are actually appearing at no cost to the business until somebody clicks on them. So, if you were bidding for a dollar for that number 1 spot, then when someone clicks, you direct them to whatever page on your website you want them to go to, that's a buck that comes, you know, out of your budget. Now, below the uh, paid search is 10 organic rankings. And those rankings appear based on the content that's on your website and, you know, all these other factors that Google is looking at to rank you in those top 10 positions per page. And in some cases now, Mike, it's becoming 7 results per page rather than 10. So that's even making it tougher, you know, for a business to get on that first page. So in a very competitive market, a lot of businesses will say, well, we are really we want to go after the organic because that's not costing us anything except for the time or what we have to pay an SEO firm to help us get there. Or we can throw in the towel, per se, and pay for that click to try to get traffic to come to our website that way. Or you could do both. And we have a lot of clients that do both because now they're claiming more real estate on that first page. So their ad might be in the number one or two position, and then their organic result might be in the number one or number two position. So it starts to look like to the customer, wow, this guy's all over the place. Let's click on him. Hopefully they'll click on the organic one, not the paid one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Either way, it's a win.
4: That's correct. Mm
0: -hmm. And what about those ads that run down the... Uh, right side of the page in Google.
4: Yeah, those are paid as well. Now, one of the interesting uh, things about that, and we've we've done some experimenting there where a lot of times uh, a potential customer may not uh, click on the number one spot. They might click on number two or number three, or they might click on all three of them, you know, and then bounce back and try somebody else. So... We've done some experimenting on, well, how many clicks and conversions, people that fill out a form or buy something, how many clicks or conversions are we getting if we pay for the number one spot? Is that really that much different than paying a little bit less money for the number three spot? And a lot of times it's not. It's all about what does your ad say? So that first point of attack is that compelling sales message that you have in that ad that really attracts somebody boom, this is, this is exactly what I'm looking for. And the ad has the keyword in it. The ad has the call to action in it. And it really compels that customer to click on that ad and, and take them to a specific landing page on their website.
0: Uh, in your opinion, when they go to the website, how important is it for them to be able to live chat to a real human being?
4: Yeah, I've seen it be like 50/50, but you know, we've got some clients that used to not be in that chat area and now they've started doing it and they see their conversions are going up. So they present maybe the opportunity if someone is stuck on a page for a long time or they're bouncing around a lot, the uh operator might push a chat option out of the screen and say, hey, I've noticed you've been looking around a lot. Would you like some help? And then, of course, the person can click the X and, you know, bounce them out. So we're starting to see a little bit more, you know, increase in that. Um, In the B2B area, we're not seeing much of that because um, business-to-business or, like, manufacturing uh, clients that we uh, work with, Uh, their customers tend to want to, like, read a white paper or study the website, and they are a little bit less apt to talk to a salesperson in that initial search part.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, I was looking for this new Windows 8 machine. I went over onto Toshiba site, told them what I wanted. Yep. An Ultrabook with a touch-sensitive screen, and their uh, rep was really prompt about telling me they had exactly one machine that matched the spec. Oh, uh,
4: yeah. And that's something you may not have known if
0: no, it would have taken me a long time. Right. So I took, I did take a look at it. Right. Of course, I wound up buying a Sony because they had a better combination. Um, but it it did intrigue me into the Toshiba site. Sure. Because it was relatively fast. Uh, much faster than me searching through the whole site when I started typing in laptops. They had hundreds of different
4: laptops and options um, and pricing. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Extremely confusing. Uh, can you tell uh, our our listeners some quick SEO tips, uh, how they can go about getting higher rankings in Google and maybe talk a little bit more about this thing we mentioned uh, called content management?
4: Yeah, sure. So um, the, the thing that starts... All of the the, the content out and, and the whole SEO process out is just making sure that you're targeting the right keywords, and you can do some research. It's all free. Uh, Google has a keyword research tool. Uh, you could also use a tool that's called Word Tracker, and it's WordTracker.com, and they have a free version on that tool as well. So you just start typing into the the Google Keyword Research Tool or the to Word Tracker all the different keywords that you think potential customers would search if they were looking for your goods or services. And then Google will return uh, a a list of, of research almost immediately, and it will say, hey, here's all the terms that you typed in, and here's how many people are searching on that term each month in Google. And by the way, you didn't type in this term, but here's another term you might be interested in. So from that list, you can pick a hot list, meaning lots of searches, and then you can even pick a list that maybe doesn't have a lot of searches where there might not be as much competition, and you can grab some low-hanging fruit. So you don't always have to go for the searches that are getting 1,000 searches a day because you may only want 10 a day, Mm -hmm. and there may not be much competition a lot of people may say oh well that's only 10 searches a day on that keyword i don't want that keyword well 10 searches a day times 30 days a month i'll take that all day mm-hmm. right so a lot of there might be some good low hanging fruit there so once you've picked your keywords now you're ready to start working on your website's content so each page of your website of your website should talk about the things that you do and the things that you focus on and then when you get into, like, you know, your content management and your content marketing, you're going to write a blog, which every website should have a blog. Uh, and so you're going to talk about your company and what you do, and, and you're going to use keywords as you write your content. Um, and then also the other types of content marketing that are equally as important, and most people think, oh, well, if it's content, that means I have to write a lot. And that's not true because video is content. So you can do video, and that's definitely content because YouTube is owned by Google. So something's going on there that as you produce videos, then then you should be publishing them in YouTube, pulling that YouTube feed back into your website or back into your blog. That is content. Podcasts are content. Radio shows are content. Images and pictures and graphics, all content.
0: So... In our world here at Sandler, any video I post on YouTube has to be completely private. I see. But only a link to it from my website.
4: Mm-hmm. Will that actually help us? It will, because what it does is it helps make you the authority. So even links going out from your website to valid content helps establish you as an authority.
0: Good. I'm sure you heard that, Daniel. Sell more videos.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and we get good traffic whenever we do videos and pictures. People love them because they just sit there and watch and learn. It's not always about the squirrel falling out of the tree.
0: Okay. I think what we're going to do is take a, uh, another short uh, break. We're going to listen to Sam the Rule Number. 47. Then we're going to come back and talk about uh, search engine optimization and social media.
2: I'm Brad Massey with Sandler Training. I'm talking to you about rule number 47. Selling is a Broadway play performed by a psychiatrist. What does that mean? Selling is a Broadway play. It's about a performance. It's about sometimes having to do things differently than we're comfortable doing. It's about making changes. Sometimes I need to speak with enthusiasm and excitement. Sometimes I need to speak more subtly and articulately and I need to explain things deeper. Um, performance by a psychiatrist. What does psychiatry have to do with this rule? It means we have to have an understanding of human dynamics. Being a psychiatrist is about understanding human dynamics. It means we need to be able to manage the way we speak with people. Um, Be an objective participant to the event when we talk to people. Keep our emotions under control. People to ask the appropriate questions in a manner that is not contingent on the outcome. In other words, sometimes if I really want to close business I get emotionally involved and what the other person is telling me has too much impact on me. I just need to understand that there's a process in how we go about interacting with people. And if I can say the right things, if I can ask the right questions, Then I don't get emotionally involved with this opportunity, and the right thing always happens, yes or no.
3: This is
0: Mike Roth. I'm here with Steve Phillips. We're talking about search engine optimization. Now we're going to talk about uh, social media. Social media has been around for a few years, Steve. Is it too late for a business to start using social media to gain prominence on the web?
4: Definitely not. And what we're seeing with some of our clients is their competitors, you know, aren't on the train either. So there's there's definitely lots of opportunity there to get on board and and get started doing social media and developing a a strategy there that's going to really – take your business to the forefront, you know, in that space.
0: What social media specifically are you talking about?
4: Yeah, we're, there's it, it's so huge, but the focus has primarily been on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn, and now Google+. So Google+, is becoming more and more of a player, and there's some argument here lately that Google+, in terms of numbers of accounts, has surpassed Twitter. But Twitter is still growing. Google Plus is still growing. Facebook is starting to see a little bit of leveling off, but, you know, one billion accounts. and A lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people. So, you know, you you can make some things happen there, and and we're doing some fun things there for our our clients now.
0: You know, uh, if I want to find out about my uh, friends and family, Uh look at Facebook.
4: Yeah, I gotta be real careful what I say on my personal Facebook page because my mom is on there all the time, and and she's seventy five, so she knows more about what's going on in my world than I do. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know now because so many, um, you know, people in the you know forties and fifties and older are on Facebook now, the kids don't think Facebook is cool anymore, so they're mm-hmm. they're jumping over to Twitter. So
0: yeah. yeah, we have a large presence on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pretty good on Facebook, and uh, what do you think of LinkedIn?
4: Yeah, uh, LinkedIn is probably one of those that I would say businesses overlook the most. And, really? Yeah, I, we we see that all the time, where that where uh, CEOs or executives will say, "Well, I'm on LinkedIn." Well, do you have a LinkedIn page for your business? No. Or then how can all your your, your whole team can't connect to that LinkedIn page? Mm-hmm. And then participation in you know, groups and discussions, and posting to LinkedIn on a on a daily basis, and and actually interacting with uh, people on a regular basis. There, we we don't see that happening a lot.
0: We've had uh, Brian Frank, the head of global sales for LinkedIn, at the Sandler Conference in Orlando uh, this week, and uh, we will be adding some Sandler LinkedIn. Material into our Presidents Club program in a couple of weeks, specifically for what, what he suggested, and uh, an add-on for our Sandler LinkedIn prospecting program. Oh, cool! Which has been pretty successful. The Sandler's had a a LinkedIn prospecting book on the completed shelf, but not released for the past year.
4: Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: probably getting pretty close. Yeah. Uh, more in a couple of weeks. Good. Uh, let me ask you these two questions, Steve, in, in some of the time we have back. Uh, maybe you can share with our listeners a complex problem that you had in growing your business to the stage, because you've got a nice little business there, uh, that you solved with an equally complex solution, because it's our position that simple solutions to complex problems are invariably wrong.
4: Right. I would say the the biggest thing that the problem that we had when we first started out is, okay, I need to buy some equipment or I might need some office space. And and for a little while, it was just me. So purple trout per se did not have credit. And because you don't have credit, no one's going to give you credit. It's like getting experience, but you don't have any experience. So we're definitely grassroots. Mm -hmm. You know, I, we just, pull up the bootstraps, and if, if we couldn't afford it or we couldn't do it, we didn't do it. And the way that we did it in the early stages when we needed something is we would barter. Mm-hmm. We would go to a, a company and say, hey, I need this and you need me. Let's shake hands and let's do something. And and that worked great for us. But what's funny now, what we see, now that we've been doing this, we're in our eighth year, is, is now we see... Um, Banks are actually coming to us and saying, hey, let me take you to lunch, and hey, how can I help you, and hey, what can I do for you? And I was like, wait a minute, where were you eight years ago when I needed you?
0: (laughs) I was talking to another entrepreneur who started his business, extremely successful business, in his uh, second bedroom. Yep. And at one point, he was down to $6 in his pocket.
4: Mike, I'll tell you, the uh, first year, I wanted to go to a trade show. And we didn't have a booth at the trade show, but as you know, a a trade show is a great opportunity to go meet everybody that has a booth because they're attached to their booth.
0: Sure, they're stuck there.
4: They're stuck there. So I would go and introduce myself and meet everyone. So I wanted to go to a particular trade show, and and I was getting down to the last few dollars in the Purple Trout Bank account because it was getting the first of the month when everybody paid us. Mm -hmm. And I actually, and I still have this, a Planter's Peanut can. And I always put my change in there at the end of the day. So the fact, so the only way I was able to go to this trade show is I took this planter's peanut can and I went to Kroger and I cashed it in the coin machine and I got twenty two bucks so I could put gas on my car and go to the trade show and I got a client out of it. So I still kept that peanut can. I still have it to remind me where I came from. That's and good. I still use it. <laughs>
0: Uh, maybe you can give our leaders a, a leadership tip
4: I would say the the best thing as as far as a leadership tip, especially with employees is i 've started to to let go more and to trust them and have a much more open dialogue in the office about what we 're doing, and I want to hear their ideas they our staff are much younger than i am and they see things differently they hear things differently so let them talk let them make suggestions and and i i turn our staff loose on things now it's like just do it and ask for forgiveness later the building's not going to burn down hopefully mm-hmm. <laughs> so i i i welcome their ideas and suggestions and why not you know that you're you're paying them there's these these kids are smart let them Bring something to the table. Let them have a project and take off with it. Uh, What do you think, Steve, of these uh,
0: social media-type businesses, like, I guess, Namez, that that do online reputation searches?
4: Yeah, online reputation is becoming uh, bigger and bigger because now people can just go on Yelp and Google reviews or Twitter and they can badmouth anybody and... You've you've got to protect your reputation out there, and and well, how do you protect your
0: reputation when it's
4: unwarranted? Well, there's a lot of things that you can do. Like sometimes some of the things that we've done in that area is is, is we've just you know made a, a a simple request to Facebook or a simple request to Twitter just to squash it, you know. And someone set up a fake account, and and a lot of times we had one instance where someone came in and said something bad about our client. And within a few hours, all of their customers came to their rescue, and mm-hmm. basically, you know, really put this guy down for saying something bad that wasn't true. So we just let the masses handle that problem. Mm-hmm. Because
0: for online reputation, a lot of people rely on the ratings from the
4: Better Business Bureaus. Correct. Yep. The B- in many
0: cases, they're they're highly accurate.
4: Yeah, the BBB and Angie's List and you know, and and a lot of times you can look at Richard's list is in public. You have to pay. You have to pay. pay. Correct. But yeah, BBB public, Uh, public. Correct. And, uh, unfortunately,
0: sometimes their ratings aren't accurate.
4: Right. Right.
0: Uh, We we had a bad experience with one, one client. Oh, okay. And,
4: uh, it's my
0: opinion. He didn't deserve the low rating BBB gave him, but he couldn't do anything about it.
4: Yeah. It's, It's so um, tough to defend yourself in those places, and we've seen reviews on Yelp where you can almost follow the person who's doing the review, and almost every business that they've come in contact with, they always leave a bad review. And it's like, I mean, you didn't eat at a good restaurant. You didn't get your oil changed at a good place. I mean, your your entire life is so miserable that you leave a bad review for everybody. So that starts to challenge a little bit.
0: But it's hard to track them, I mean, and, and right. you know, uh, I had some some work done on my car last week. The service people were accurate in what they said. They they did the right diagnostic. They had the right parts there. They finished when they said they were going to finish, or earlier, uh, and they fixed the problem. But, good,
4: you know, and and it's real hard for businesses to get the customers that are happy to leave a good review, but the customers that aren't happy. It's that old saying, you know, you have a bad experience, you tell 10 people, and you have a good experience, and you tell nobody. <laughs>
0: so, uh, now, there's a web idea for you, a, a, a site that posts good reviews.
4: Yeah, only good reviews, positive reviews. Let's do it, positivereviews.com. Sure. Someone's yeah. going to steal that idea, and now we're <laughs> we'll be we'll be talking about it we'll next have to go, year.
0: Go to GoDaddy before the show is out and, and, buy, that and domain. buy that domain. Site. <laughs> I guess we've got Danica Patrick to hit it for us real fast. Right.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Whatever domain was uh, .co. There. .co.
4: Yeah. They're pushing <laughs> that now, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, we 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 had a, a client in here uh, on the show last week. I think he, two weeks ago, he said uh, he had a .tv domain name for many years. And he finally gave up on it and paid to get his dot uh com, dot com. from the the people who had it and were sitting on it funny to say it part of the business right How do you set purple trout apart from other people in the uh competitive search engine optimization business
4: yeah the big thing i I guess there that helps set us apart is that um we've got uh, you know a lot of experience we have good case studies in several areas that we can uh, openly discuss and, and tell our prospects hey here's a, exactly what we did for this one client and, and and here's the battle that we went up and in SEO it's you, you can't lie you can't tell somebody you know that you're that you have somebody ranked number 1 on 10 keywords because someone can sit down at the computer right now and type all the keywords in and see where that you know, search ranking comes up, and I, then
0: I remember a company several years ago that guaranteed that in ninety
4: days, with them, yeah. you were going to be number one in your category. Oh yeah, Google does it. Their terms of service they do not like you to use the word guarantee. Yeah, they say if an SEO firm says guarantee, you should run. Mm-hmm. Yep, you should run. So we set expectations and goals for our clients, and we tell them. Uh, what they're going to expect, and we tell them what we're uh, shooting for and, and how we're going to get it done, and then we'll we'll measure that. So the rankings are fun to have, but, boy, in the bottom line, uh, wherever you're ranked in Google, that doesn't pay the rent. How do you measure that? Well, we're wanting to look to see, you know, what traffic is coming to your website and, and where that traffic is coming from. Are they coming from a Google search? If so, what keywords are they using? Are they clicking on paid? So you're going beyond the Google Analytics. That's correct. So we want to see when the visitor comes to your website, what are they doing? Um, you know, what pages are they looking at? Are they buying something? Are they filling out a form? And what pages are they not looking at? And then, uh, in in turn, if they're leaving your site, uh, and we notice a lot of people leaving your website on the same page, what's wrong with that page? What What's going on there turning people off.
0: Good. We're about out of time here, Steve. I'm going to be giving you a copy of uh, Sandler's latest book, The 11 uh, Sandler Insights, or the Sandler Success Principles. This one was released about uh, 10 months ago, and it went strictly to, quickly to number one on Amazon. Awesome. And stayed for a couple of months on the Wall Street Journal bestselling list. Awesome. Inside the book, you'll discover that we have a million dollars for you. Oh, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) and a free pass to uh, one of our sailor training classes. Uh, Again, thanks for uh, being with us here today. And, Scott, why don't you take it away and close up the show.
3: Thanks for listening. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
2: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
1: A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire?
3: Huh?
4: Ah, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino.